Hello everyone, I hope everybody's having either a good day or a good night. I just finished talking with Amanda. Um, she's amazing, she's sweet, um, basically a perfect human. Um, I really love talking to her. I've known her for a long time. It was so great talking to her kind of face to face. Um, yeah, we talked about a lot of things, vegan stuff, of course, mental health, just a big variety of things. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And without dragging this on, here it goes. I love your hair. I know I say this Thanks. all the time. <laughs> I'm so glad you can hear me. Yesterday, I tried to use this mic and she couldn't hear me. And it was the most frustrating thing because, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't think the mic was not going to work. So I had like the loudest drink. And in the podcast, you keep hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear your drink too much. I listened to it a little bit earlier. But, yeah, I'm glad it's working now at least. That's good. God, I think it's just because, like, I was so self-conscious about it. Because, like, once I started editing it, all I hear is, like, the straw going ding, ding, oh. ding. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds so horrible. Yeah, I'm like that too sometimes because I make YouTube videos. Like, I'll get super self-conscious about certain things that probably no one notices. Yes, Exactly. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and where people can find you? Yeah, um, so I'm Amanda. I'm 22. I live in North Carolina. And um, my main Instagram is Amanda M. Conover. But then I have a vegan Instagram. I'm not vegan. You're vegan. With your I love people. that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just changed that recently. Um, so, yeah, those are my accounts, I think. Um, you know, I post a random amount of content but I mean I, I post vegan content on both my accounts but just mainly on the vegan one is just vegan yeah it's nice to have like that separate just vegan account especially when you have like non-vegan family members following you and it's like yes yep. I still do like post vegan stuff because it's like my activism doesn't turn off but sometimes mm -hmm. it's nice just to have a space like more aggressive things like when my when mm -hmm. I make memes that are more like just will be funny for vegan people, but yes. it sounds kind of condescending when you're not vegan, but it's like vegans relate, so it's like I think it's funny, but like it might yeah. feel like attack to like my sister or something, so I'm like, mm, that'll stay there. Yeah, and it's always nice to talk to other vegans about issues specifically in the vegan community that sometimes non-vegans just don't understand because they're not a part of that. Exactly, and like sometimes... Like, even when I, like, make memes, I second-guess myself because I don't want to come off, like, on my high horse or come off, like, looking down upon people. But it's, like, when it's meant for vegans, like, you get it, and it's more yeah. funny. It's, like, I don't mean to sound like I'm, like, sticking my nose up at people, but it's, like, that's why it's so hard that's when – that's why it's so nice to have, like, a thing where it's, like, this is just for vegans. Like, you're going to be offended if you're not a vegan. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Um Exactly. What made you become vegan, and how old were you? So I was 16 when I originally – well, I watched a video overnight when I was 16. It was Gary Yourofsky's, like, The Best Speech You'll Ever Hear, I think is what it's called. Um, mm -hmm. And I decided to go vegetarian overnight from that, always knowing that I would be vegan, like, eventually. Um, so that video changed my entire perspective on everything. Um, and then it was just a matter of time before I had to, like, you know, cut out dairy and everything like that, which was the hardest for me. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty much the sole reason why I went vegan. Um, but what about you? Did you? Mine's, like, pretty much identical to yours. Really? I was 16, too. I, oh. like, 
I actually think when I saw the video, I might have been younger. I don't remember, but 16 was I really was like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But because I watched the video, it was like, I think it was like if slaughterhouses had glass walls or something. I think I've seen that. And, like, my first thing, my mind was, like, blown, and I thought it was a secret. Like, I thought I stumbled upon this thing, like, nobody knew. And then when I start telling people, especially when you're so young, like, you expect them to be, like, really? Like, we need to do something about it. Because you kind of have, like, that naive mind. And I think that was the hardest part for me going vegan was realizing, like, some people just don't care. And that, especially when you're young and it's, like, people you look up to don't care, that hurts most. And I know we also have the similarity. We both grew up Catholic. Being mm-hmm. vegan was actually the first step of me getting out of it because I was like, what God would – because everyone used that. It was like, oh, like animals are made, like God made animals to eat. I'm like, but what God would have, like, beings that feel things and love just so we can torture them? Like, that was my first thing where I was, like, starting to question what I was being told. So I owe a lot to, like, me second-guessing what people say to me through veganism, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and the same exact thing happened to me, actually. I started questioning, like, why is everyone saying it's okay that God put animals here to kill them? Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, And it still annoys me when people use that as a justification for eating animals. Like, oh, just God said it's okay, it's in the Bible, or something like that. And I'm just like, okay, but you don't have to. Yeah, it's really frustrating, too, because even though I'm not religious anymore and I don't, I'm not a big fan of organized religion, whatever. I know for some people they need it and that's fine, like no judgment. But it's like I hate when people use use things like that for like bad. Like I don't like when people justify bad behaviors through that. And like that's why religion gets a bad rep because I'm like y'all trying to like use something that's supposed to be about love for, like, all hate and just really frustrating. I actually watched, like, a vegan documentary catered to, like, religious people, like, called Prayer for Compassion, I think. And that kind you should watch it because it actually, I had kind of, because, you know, you didn't have a great relationship with religion either, so I kind of, like, stick my nose up to it. I'm like, "Mm," like, I hate it. Like, people are crazy for thinking this. Like, it's all trash. But watching it, I was like, it's actually really beautiful because it followed, like, religious people around, like, all different religions all over the world, like, who were vegan. And it was, like, people leading churches, like, saying, like, no, vegan is, like, part of our religion and things. Oh. And I, it was just beautiful because I never saw religion in such a positive, beautiful mm-hmm. light before. And I was like, oh, this is actually, like, I can get why people do this now. And it made me kind of be like, all right, maybe I should stop, like, saying religion is trash because that's kind of, that's not okay. (laughs) It's a generalization, but with the experiences that we have, it's understandable to Mm -hmm. think that religion can be like that because we've seen the worst of it. Because you went to Catholic school, right? Yeah. Yeah, It was interesting. Um, I don't think mine was as bad as a lot of the ones I hear about. Like, no one was homophobic or anything like that, or at Mm -hmm. least openly. Um, but, you know, it was, we didn't really learn too much about, like, everything. We didn't have a normal, like, science class. We didn't learn about evolution. So there's just things that were, like, missing. Um, I mean, we had absence-only education, too. So I just feel like I didn't learn a lot there, but it wasn't too bad. How long were you there for? Um, I went, so I went to Catholic school from preschool to 11th grade. 
And then I dropped out in 11th grade and finished on cyber school. That's wild. See, I didn't go to, I went to public school, but, like, I had the usual, like, Sunday school after mass. Like, I didn't have that entire Catholic school experience. I feel like that would be even worse. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to break out of it because I've just always been around that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, I don't know if it's similar with you, but, like, once I broke out of it, I just felt so free from those, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like they have a kind of vibe where they don't want you to think for yourself. It's kind of just, like, listen to what we say, and that's that. And yeah. Because I remember, like, all the time in all those, like, church classes, they'd be like, you cannot, it's a sin to question why. You can't, yeah. like, they literally, like, it's a sin to question. And I'm like, oh, don't question. <laughs> like, and sometimes I remember I was little asking adults, and I'm like, we can't ask that. We can't question that. It's kind of so culty. And I hate it because, like, talking about it, I think it's important to, like, talk about the flaws of it or, like, the toxic sides of it. But not all Catholics mm-hmm. think like that. Yeah. And so I'm not trying to be like all Catholic is bad. It's just some of it is like so extra. It's like yeah, for sure very cultish. I'm like, okay, well maybe we should question things. Like just putting yeah. that out there. Yeah, I don't think questioning things should be seen as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you start like getting out of believing in like Catholic teachings and stuff? Um, so similar to you. When I went vegetarian at first, I was very confused about how a god could allow something like that to happen. Or just, like, any of the suffering that's happening on Earth, I started to question why that was, like, a thing, if God had the power to stop it. Um, And then I remember when I figured out my sexuality, it was kind of like, I felt, I didn't feel completely, like, unaccepted, but I just didn't feel like I was... I don't know, I didn't feel like it, it fit with my current religion, so I kind of started looking at other Catholic religions, and then um, I attended, like, a Lutheran group in college and stuff, and then after that, it was just, like, a matter of not being in college, not seeing them anymore, and kind of just, I don't know, getting out from organized religion, letting it, like, fade away. It wasn't, like, an overnight thing, kind of gradually just happened like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love how, like, I love all your posts. Like, they look so professionally done, too. Like, you have such an eye for taking pictures. Like, the one you did, not recently, I have no sense of time anymore, so it could be, like, the beginning of summer. I'm like, that one you did recently, like, the other week, like, three months ago. <laughs> but, um, the one we did was, like, stomping on the patriarchy or something, it's, like, your foot. I'm like, wow, she should be a model. Like, model and photographer, because they're amazing. But, they're also informative. I love the one when you opened up about your sexuality because I feel like especially like, um, I don't know the short term for it. Is it ace? Yeah, so that's like all of the identities within the asexual spectrum is ace. Because like I don't see much. I think you're the only person, and maybe I'm just not following the right people. Like maybe I need to expand my following, but I don't see that represented a lot. So I really was like, wow, like she's like, an icon like look at her go (laughs) thanks yeah I don't know why there's like very little representations for that specifically but it's always good to talk about those things but yeah I love your posts too I love how you're just like open about everything you're doing (laughs) not doing good like that's rare to find on social media these days yeah it's so random random. (laughs) I mean it's iconic though yeah, I I think I find it so funny when people try and label what my page is. It's like, oh, you're an activist page. Oh, yeah, like you're this, you're this. And I'm like, 
it's literally me just doing whatever the fuck I want. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, it's nothing, but everything at the same time. I don't know. Fair. I mean, yeah, you don't want to limit yourself. Exactly. Um, okay, so I was talking about your hair before because I'm always obsessed with all your colors. How old were you when you first dyed it and like what inspired you? Um, or what inspires your fashion sense, I guess? That's a good question. Um, so I think I first had my hair when I was 20, I want to say. It wasn't until college because I wasn't allowed to have colored hair in Catholic school. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was just because I saw, like, Jessie Page, if you know who that is. She's, like, a YouTuber. I saw her having colored hair, so then I really wanted it. I kept seeing people in public with it, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Um, so then ever since then, I've just been obsessed like I can't stop um you shut it it looks amazing <laughs> on you you pull it off so well like you almost make me want to dye my hair but I've never been about that and I'm so scared to and now I bought like this like um ponytail extension that's my hair color and I'm like obsessed with it I'm like oh no but now I, can't, I wouldn't be able to wear it if I dyed it yeah that's the hard part you have to dye it with the color that you dye your hair it's a lot of maintenance too to keep up but I feel like you would look good with any color like I don't know I don't know what color would you dye your hair I don't know. That's the thing. Um, I th- I think purple's a look. I do yeah. like. I like. That's the thing. I like all of them. Be hard to choose. Like purple, yeah. blue, pink is a little out there, but I've seen people pull it off. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. Oh, what was your favorite like color that you've ever had your hair at? Probably pink, just because it was my first color. I've gone back to it. I think two times after that, and it's my favorite color in general. Mm-hmm. So. Um, oh, and I also wanted to ask, this kind of ties more into, like, the spirituality stuff, but I saw in your story you were doing, like, tarot cards or something. Yeah, I'm not, like, an expert on them, but I'm kind of learning how to read them a little bit. How does that work? Because I, like, know nothing about them. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I think all the cards just can be interpreted in different ways. So, like, right now I'm kind of focusing on trying to memorize each of the meanings, but really it's just, like, you take what resonates with you, I guess. Um, so whatever cards you draw, you can apply to, like, any situation. Um, I'm not really too sure about it because I'm still getting into it myself. I'm not sure how much I believe it either. I don't know if you believe um, or how much you believe any of that kind of spiritual stuff. Um, but, yeah. See, I'm, like, on the lines. Like, mm-hmm. what I believe in, I feel like I'm very – I'm open to anything. Like, even hardcore religious stuff, my boyfriend – He's religious. I forget what he is, but he's very chill. Like, his dad is, like, he, he like, lives next to a church because his dad is, like, I forget what he's called. He's not a priest. He's something. <laughs> but they're, like, really chill and cool. So mm-hmm. it's, like, all right, they do it. They love it for some reason. So it's, like, I'm open to anything they want to say. But now, like, through Instagram, I follow so many people who are, like, hardcore spiritual. And it's, like, I kind of, like, believe, but not at the same time. It's weird. Like, I'm kind of on the line. Like, I got into crystals. I have so many crystals now, and I'm like, I don't, awesome. know if I, I don't know if I actually believe, believe, but if anything, it's, like, placebo. And it's, like, when yeah. you set your intentions on them, it's also kind of, like, I kind of need this. Mm-hmm. So my favorite right now is, like, bloodstone, because I think that's, like, very healing. During yeah. the winter time, I, ha- like, wore that necklace all the time because winter is usually really rough for my mental health because I'm mm-hmm. very affected by weather. 
And usually winter is the worst. Like, it's just like, I'm hibernating. I'm going to be a bitch if you talk to me because I'm uncomfortable and sad. Like, I'm sorry. This winter actually wasn't that bad. I'm like, was it the floodstone? Or <laughs> Possibly. But that's awesome. Yeah. Are you into crystals? Yeah, I have. I don't know about the meanings. I always get confused about them. But I have, like, I think 30 or so. So they're fun to collect and, like, learn mm-hmm. about. And they're so pretty, too. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. <laughs> and it's almost like even the ones that are supposed to, like, give good energy, good vibes, it's like, you know what, just looking at them, like, makes me happy. So kind of. <laughs> the one that recently scared me, though, is I said this to Rachel yesterday, is my mom got me, like, this manifestation money tree mm-hmm. for Christmas. I was like, okay, this is cool. But I can't keep plants alive to save my life. And I don't know why, because I'm so anal about it. Like, the thing said, it was like, oh, so easy to take care of. You put two ice cubes in it, like, once a week. Mm-hmm. In my calendar, I would literally write down when I watered it. So I watered it right on time with two ice cubes, and it still died. <laughs> and and I was so scared, because it's supposed to be, like, a manifestation money tree. I was like, does this mean I'm going to, like, be broke? <laughs> I got so, like, way more paranoid than I should have. Like, both my sisters moved out. So I literally dragged the dead tree and put it in one of their rooms. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I don't want this energy (laughs) near me. I can't really bring you outside because I'm like, oh, my God, what if, like, because my sister used to live here, it's manifesting into her? I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm going too far with this. Like, (laughs) How big is this tree? It's not that big. It's kind of like, it's like in a pot, but like Mm -hmm. kind of a big pot, kind of like if you bought like a mini Christmas tree type thing. Oh, that makes sense died so fast <laughs> like I don't know why I can't I'm just not meant to have plants yeah no I feel that I'm terrible at keeping plants alive too it's just mm-hmm. I don't even try anymore because I just always forget to water them it's just you know it's hard to remember and I don't know if it's like the sunlight because some need sunlight some don't and my mom was like well maybe it shouldn't be in the sunlight so then I moved it into a dark corner and it just died faster and I was what the fuck do you need? <laughs> it's a lose-lose situation. I just gave up. I'm not about it. I feel like such a failure as a being because I feel like that's such a stereotype. Like, vegan people, I'm like, no. Like, I kill everything that enters my <laughs> Um, Do you believe in, like, psychics? I'm not completely sure. When I was younger, I saw um, the Long Island Medium. If you know about her? Mm-hmm. I saw her in person, um, and since my dad died when I was younger, she, like, told us things about him that only, like, she... Wait, you met her? Yeah, I went to, like, one of her shows, and she did a, like, she read us, like, from the crowd. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, she was saying things that, like, she wouldn't have been able to know, even if she Googled them. So, I'm, like, after that experience, I do believe it a little bit more, but I'm not fully sold on it, because some of the people, I think, are fake. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say, but... Yeah, you never know who you can trust, I feel like. Yeah, I know there's, like, an industry that, like, takes advantage of people, and I think it's kind of, like, with organized religion, like, it kind of takes away from, like, people who actually practice it and, like, really believe that they can. So I don't know, because I have a few friends on Instagram who do, like, psychic readings, but I'm, like, low-key scared of it. Like, I don't know if I'd ever want to know. Like, I'm, like, because then I'm going to constantly be thinking about it, and it's going to bother me. Yeah, and then you kind of feel like you can't change things. Like, it's just set in stone, and that's Mm -hmm. scary. 
Or it's like I'll constantly like I'll purposely if I don't like it, I'll purposely like try and do things to not get that outcome and then I won't be doing what I want. And I'm like, oh God, yeah. no, like I just I don't want to like I maybe I do believe in because I'm so scared. There. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's hard when you're like an overthinky kind of person to overthink mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, for real. Um, so you do you believe in ghosts then or spirits? I'm not sure either. I mean, I think it could be a possibility, but probably not in the way that, like, movies or, like, media portrays it. I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't really have experience with that, so I'm kind of open to the idea, but I don't personally think it's... I don't know. I'm a little bit skeptical. What about you? Have you ever had, like, a thing where you thought you saw a ghost or felt a ghost presence or no? Not really. Uh, Maybe, like, once or twice in my life, but I kind of just passed it off. So I'm not, mm-hmm. Has that happened to you? Yes. I actually have a few stories. Like, it started when I was little. Like, mm-hmm. my mom, like, said I scared her. Like, I was that freaky, I see dead people kid. Like, oh. I was a weird, weird kid. Like, I remember one time my mom said we were at a funeral. And, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, three years old, maybe even younger. And, like, someone was crying, and I went up to them, and I put my hand on their thing, and I said, it's okay, Freddie said everything will be all right. And there was no Freddie at the funeral. And it was, like, something weird like that. Or, like, um, we also, in our old house, because I was born in Virginia, we used to live in Virginia, and we lived in, like, a cul-de-sac because my dad was in the Navy. So it was, mm-hmm. like, all people for who was just, like, one spouse and their children while their other spouse was, like deployed somewhere and like all the time my mom said like we would hear things and we would go out of the house and come back and like toys were out and oh like things gosh. like that so stuff is like a kid ghost but the most recent one was when I was in high school and I was in the house I'm in now and I went downstairs for some reason me me and my sisters were all sleeping in one of my oldest sister's room so me and my other sister sleeping on the floor. I don't know why we did this. Whatever. Sometimes we just do that. And I went down in the middle of the night to get a drink. And there's, like, it's kind of like, you know, open concept where it's, like, kitchen, living room, like, no wall there. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then there's a room to the side, which we call the office, which no one goes in there. Is what we just keep, like, random-ass old stuff. And I hate looking into open doors at night. So I literally went there and I closed it because I was trying to get water. I was like, this, I'm getting weird vibes. So I closed it, go back, get my water, da, da, da. I'm walking back to the stairs and I'm going, I turn around to turn a light switch. Once I turn it off, I see this white floating orb come out from the corner and it turns and it comes like I see this white orb coming to me and I try and scream. Nothing came out of my throat. It was the weirdest thing. Like, I swallowed my scream. Like, I no noise came out. And I turned the light back on. I sprinted upstairs. And I woke up my older sister. I was like, Megan, Megan, please come down. Like, something, like, something came at me. Like, I don't know. And so she came down. It was, like, 4 in the morning. She was pissed. She's like, oh, like, what? And I was like, well, now I'm thirsty because I just tried to scream and it hurt because I swallowed. (laughs) And so she comes down with me. And now I'm getting water. And I'm explaining to what happened. So I turn around. The door shut was wide open now. And I was like, I was like, I closed that door. And that's where I saw the white orb come out of. And my mom thinks, because she's like, this is a new house. Like, no one could have died in here, blah, blah, blah. She's like, maybe it was your nan because my mom has, 
a lot of things where she really felt her grandma, like she really felt her presence. And there's a lot of stuff of hers from that she got after she died in there. Like that's kind of storage space. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, maybe it was Nan. And I was like, all right, well, I love her, but don't come at my face like that. I'm like, don't come at me like that. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, you could be the ghost of Ariana Grande. Don't come at me like that. <laughs> That seems traumatizing. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know for sure, for sure, if I believe, but I'm telling you, like, literally that's how it went down that night, and I can't explain what that was. Maybe I was hallucinating it, because I think I was actually sick. I remember the next day, like, I started not feeling well, and I was sick, so maybe I was sick, and I didn't know, and I started hallucinating it. I don't know, but it was, it was crazy. weird. <laughs> I told that story to my boyfriend's dad because he's like old, big religious person, and mm-hmm. I don't think he believes in ghosts. And I was like, "Well, explain that then. <laughs> like, I need an explanation." But yeah, I don't know. That's my fun, my fun ghost story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's traumatizing, but definitely pretty fun. <laughs> but I know people who are like think they've seen like an actual person. Like I have a friend who lives in a really old house. And she had a friend over, and she said something because she saw a man in the kitchen like her friend did. And she just thought it was her dad or something. Mm-hmm. She was like, because then later she brought up, she's like, oh, well, I just saw your dad in the kitchen something. And she was like, my dad's not home. Like, he's at work. And she's like, no. She's like, I saw a man in your kitchen. They went down. No one was there. I'm like, that creeps me out. Because yeah, some people, like, see actual people. I've never had that. I've seen just white, oh, floating yeah. things. Yeah, so, seeing an actual person would be... I would be beyond terrified. I know. I just be like, okay, hang out over. I'm never coming over again. Yeah. <laughs> I just leave. Um, completely switching from that. You're a big Ariana Grande fan, aren't you? Yeah, not as big as you, but I do I love her. Love what her. do you think of, this is so random, just because I love her so much, I'm just going to bring it up. One, because when you did the dance on your story to her song, I was like, oh my god, yes, like, I was obsessed. I wish I could do that. I'm not that flexible, though. I'm, like, trying to get to that point where I can do that. I'm like, ugh, but trying to be flexible takes so much patience. Yeah, it takes a lot of time, too. Because mm-hmm. it's not something you can just, like, push yourself to do or else you're going to hurt yourself. Like, you have to do it slowly, and I have no patience for that. I'm like, no, I just want to, oh. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's not a good way to get flexible. It'd probably just get hurt that way. Exactly. Um, what do you think of Dalton? I Her- don't know too much about him because it's been so secretive, I feel like. Like, I know, he, isn't he, like, a real estate? Yeah. Something? I mean, he seems like a cool person, but I just don't know enough to, like... See, me neither. And I kind of miss, like, everyone's like, mm, I miss the sweetener era, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, let her have whatever era she wants. Yeah, exactly. But um, I do miss that she's more active and, like, posting mm-hmm. videos with her boo, like, 24-7. But um, I'm pissed that they got married. We still haven't I heard know. anything. And, like, I look, she posts something on her story, nothing. It's just something else. Like, I remember right after, like, it was like, Ariana Grande got married, and then I see something on the story, like, two days after, I'm like, finally, it's like, five years of dangerous woman, I'm like, fuck you, I'm like, you know what you're doing, you know we're all excited for this, and you post something on your story, like, oh, dangerous woman, I'm like, you know, we know. I I think it's just because her last relationship was so public, she just Mm -hmm. doesn't want a repeat of that, which makes sense, but it's also like, I just want to see her dress or something. 
happy. I'm like, oh, like no words to say at all. Like, uh, whatever. Um, what's your favorite song by her? Uh, I really like Moonlight. I know that's a really old one, but it's it's so good. It's such a classic. I just really like the moon too, so it makes sense. Uh, what's yours? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to choose. Um, I really like Needy just because I relate to it a oh, lot. <laughs> um, who are your other like favorite artists or bands? Um, I really like Melanie Martinez. If you have heard her. Yeah, she has the, is it the album Cry Baby or is it a song? Both. (laughs) But yeah, she has really cool vibes. Um, I love her aesthetic too. And then besides her, I don't really know. I listen to so many just random people Mm -hmm. and artists. It's hard to keep track of them. Um, Yeah, mostly like alternative, like random people. But who else are you into again? Um, I'm kind of like you. It's, like, everywhere. I'm also, I used to really only like alternative. But then I was, like, okay. But because then I had that moment where I was, like, when I was really into alternative, I was very depressed and going through a hard phase where almost, like, you're so depressed, you're in that obnoxious phase where it's, like, people don't get me. Like, you know, everyone's fake except me. Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Where it's, like, it comes from a place of hurt because you don't, you don't feel like anyone understands the pain you're going through. So I understand where that was coming from. I was like, I wasn't trying to be a prick. Like, yeah. I was just hurting. Like, and that's, I understand when, because I feel it's so obnoxious and people are like that. But I, I used to be like that. So I understand where it's coming from. Where it's like, ugh, like, I'm, no one gets me. I'm so different. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like, <laughs> but so I used to only listen to alternative. But then I was like, once I like I started healing, I was like, "Am I only sticking with alternative because I think it makes me special?" <laughs> so then I started getting to pop. So I'm like, "This shit's not bad." I'm like, "I'm just just avoiding it because I didn't want to be like normal." <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel like we all go through a phase of like denying how much we like pop because we don't mm-hmm. want to be like everyone else. But yeah. So now, do you associate um, like alternative music with your mental health struggles? Um, kind of and kind of not at the same time, because there's a lot of pop songs that I relate to a lot in, like, a deep, personal way. Like, a lot of Ariana Grande songs, actually, that's made me like her, because not all of them are deep. Like, there's only, like, a few. (laughs) But I'm like, dang, I relate to this. But I think there's something to be said about, like, alternative with pop. It's, like, going to be on the radio, so you need Mm -hmm. it to have a certain, you need it to be catchy. Alternative yeah. doesn't have that. So they have room to really be emotional and say, and usually alternative, like, they're not a brand. They don't have to mm-hmm. protect a persona. They don't have people chasing them 24-7. Like, yeah, exactly. like, even when Ariana Grande did Thank You Next, just using those names, it was like, this is going to be a big deal because she's yeah. such a big figure. Like, alternative, they don't have that. So it's like, they, they can be so open without any backlash or anything. So I do think, like, I go to alternative more when I need to sort through something out. Because not that it's more real. Like, I do think, like, pop singers mean what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But it's just, there's an extra emotion behind it. And there's something about a band. Like, yeah. a full-on band that's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I feel that, too. Um, yeah. What are your, um, like, go-to bands or songs when you're, like, going through it? 
Like, do you have anybody who is like, I relate to almost every song on this album, like, at a deep personal level? Um, I don't know if I have an album like that. I mean, I know a lot of Sia's older music is kind of like that for me. I try not to listen to her, though, because she's kind of problematic. But Yeah, that's so rude. It's such a shame. It's so <laughs> hard when there's, like, people that you relate to so much, but then they're so problematic, and you're just like, I don't want to support them, but I relate so much. Like, what do you do? I don't know. It's hard to support the art when there's a problematic artist. That's like Harry Potter, too. I know a lot of people yeah. are, like, covering up Harry Potter tattoos. I'm sorry, I keep, like, messing with this light, because I'm like... Oh, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, do you have like an album like that for you? Um, I have one that I'm literally about to get tattooed on my back eventually. I already have a tattoo appointment, but it's for something else. So now I'm like, I scheduled it like months ago because mm-hmm. of COVID, they're like so pushed back. And so I feel like mm-hmm. I would be like a shithead like a week before. I'd be like, actually, can we add this on too? Because I'm sure they're already planning for one specific thing. I'd be like, no, like let's do this other big thing as well. And also, I don't know how much it'll be. So like, oh yeah like break the bank with my dead ass money tree (laughs) but there's this band called bad sons that i've loved since high school and every single song in that album i related to like so 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 much and it's like a lot of it i didn't realize at the time because i didn't realize like i was depressed and Mm -hmm. a lot of it was like trying to figure out why you feel empty like saying like this can't be it like and there's one song called dancing on quicksand which i relate to a lot because it was talking about i was like i keep fucking up where it's like to me i felt like i want to form relationships with people because i feel so alone but Mm -hmm. i need my space like i keep i'm going through stuff and i keep pushing people away because it's like i feel uncomfortable like leave me alone and then I ruin that relationship. But then I, when I get a little better, I like I need that back. It's like I still need love, but I also realize I'm hurting and I'm gonna hurt you if you stay too close to me. And so the song is like dancing on quicksand, where he's like, I can't get it right. Like I can't find a balance. And I was like, I feel that. Yeah, that's a cool concept for a song. Like I feel like I, a lot of people could relate to that too. I would check out. Oh, sorry, my earphones coming out. I would check out Bad Sons if you ever have the time. Because not their their newest album. I I'm sorry, Bad Sons, I love you so much. But I don't I don't relate to it. I don't like it. Um there's one quote from one of their songs which like I love, 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 which kinda relates to where I am now because a lot of it is like I feel it but in the past. Like I don't relate to that anymore. I don't feel like I'm dancing on quicksand anymore. I'm better, I'm healed. But, mm-hmm. like, when I listen to it, I still feel the pain, like, from past yes. me. I'm like, past me fucked with that hard. And I appreciate that. But um, there's one where he's like, um, um, I'm approaching a breakthrough. I'm happy now. Though the satisfaction comes and goes, the satisfacts, they cling like shadows. And I'm like, that's so good. They're amazing. Like that's the that's the only band or artist I've listened to where it's like literally even every line I'm I can see it in my life and I'm like and I've never had that before where it's like a whole album I can listen to and be like Yeah, that's hard to find. <laughs> so is that the one you're getting tattooed then? Yes, actually that song I'm not getting that line because it's kind of depressing. Because it's like <laughs> the saddest facts they cling like shadows. Because it's so true. Because even when you're in like, even when you approach a breakthrough and you're happy, there's still those things that you know you will continue to have to fight for your entire life. It's just like, yeah. I know how to fight it, but it's still there. But um, it's called Patience, and the thing I want to get tattooed on my back is the chorus where it's like, 
um, one more side to the top of the mountain, give me, no, one more trial to the top of the mountain, give me one more side to the top of the mountain, roll those eyes to the top of the mountain, like close your eyes, be patient, it's coming. Because mm-hmm. it ties in the song where he's like, it's kind of how I feel like when things are bad, it's like, okay, one more eye roll, one more sigh, like yeah. the good is about to come. And I think that's more of a positive thing. It's kind of like my mantra, I guess you can say. It's like, because I do have very, I don't know, if it's hard to tell through social media. I try and be open about it. I do have very shaky mental health, but the positive is like I've built up so many tools to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel shaky but very strong in my mental health at the same time because I, I've been through enough to know what to do for myself now, which in a way is nice. But yeah. so I don't know, like, I don't yeah. that because things are always going to come up. Like, that's life. Like, there will mm-hmm. never ever be a time for a long period of time that's just perfect. But it's like, so yeah. you're constantly, but it's like kind of like enjoy the ride as cheesy as that is. It's like keep fighting, like. You're going to be at the top of the mountain, and then another mountain's going to come, but that's growth. <laughs> I'm, like, being so cheesy right now. <laughs> like, that's like, what's I relate to that, though. So, I mean, that's a good mm-hmm. way to put it. And I feel like you're really good about that on social media, where, like, even if you're having a bad day, you'll still find something positive. It's it's really cool to see, actually, because, it's like, you can tell that you've come a long way. Like, I used to be at a place, like, I think you've mentioned this before, like, of being very depressed and not having any positive outlook. But, like, I like how now you can tell that, like, yeah, even when there are, like, those bad times, like, there's always a positive light, and you can see that now. Mm-hmm. So I, I I really appreciate how honest you are about on, on social media. Oh, thank really you. cool. <laughs> I love watching those. It's nice because, like, I don't really have, like, an agenda with, like I said, like, like mm-hmm. so random. Like, this yeah. is me, like, whatever. But um, I will get messages sometimes from people being, like, I'm going through a really hard time right now, and, like, you've really helped me. And it's, like, sometimes it's almost, like, I don't understand why, because I'm, like, I'm just, most of the time, just dancing being weird. Like, I told you, like, my gallery's crazy. Like, I'll go through, it's, like, three months ago, singing to a bell pepper, dancing with a thing of hummus. And I'm, like, oh, what am I? Because sometimes, like, when I'm, like, dancing with headphones on and it's, like, 3 in the morning I post it, and I'm, like, I'm literally going through shit, and this is me dealing with it. Because sometimes, yeah. like, dancing and thinking, like, this is me processing getting myself out of it. But I don't know. But it's, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate those messages. And sometimes it – do you have that thing where sometimes it's, like, obviously I want people to like me. Like, I don't want to be hated. But mm-hmm. when someone says that I've done something for them or that they like me, I get so nervous. It gives me anxiety. I don't know if it's because I feel like I don't deserve it or I don't want it to go away. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to fuck it up. I think it's a mix of both. Like, it gives me, like, I appreciate it, but then it's, like, straight fear. I'm like, mm-hmm. like now I feel like, like, I can't fuck up. Like, I can't do something bad or controversial because I might hurt someone now. <laughs> like, no, I feel that I get the exact same way. I'm just like, I have to be perfect from now on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know how I got here. But apparently now I can I can never mess up. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if you feel this, too, but I think even, like, just within the vegan community, too, it's almost like you feel like you have to be this more perfect person. And I try and fight that. Like I said, like, I'll post whatever I want just because I think it's fun. But sometimes, like, even if I'm drinking coffee, sometimes I post that and people will be like, you should stop drinking coffee. Like, it's bad really? for you. Or, be like, you shouldn't, like... There's, like, random things like that, and I get nervous. 
because it's like the vegan community can be so harsh. And Thank sometimes you. like yeah. I stray away from it just because I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with these messages right now, what I should be putting into my body and why. I'm like, just fuck that. I start like, I just start unfollowing, blocking people now because before like really upset me, I get so, I don't want to say triggered easily, but I get so more annoyed, I guess when people try and micromanage me especially when it's things about what i should eat be eating and i'm like leave me a, like you have no like i don't understand that i'm like why <laughs> yeah that's really fucked up and like a shitty thing to do just randomly analyze people's diets or whatever they're posting and tell them they should or shouldn't be eating things yes and i know um i don't know this person she's like a big it's like a certified thing obviously don't know her but <laughs> on one of her stories i saw um because she's like cooks food and does like these meals and she did one where it was like a microwave recipe and she's like she got hate messages so many because she used a microwave and people believe that a lot of people believe it's bad for you because like they don't understand the science behind it and so they think it's like putting radiation in your food and so she got so many hate messages and she apologized and I'm like how fucked up is it especially in the vegan community that someone tries to do a recipe that's mm-hmm. like a fine recipe using a microwave because not everyone has the time to cook all the time and then you have to apologize for cooking with a microwave like the, yeah like it just sucks that I felt compelled to have to apologize for using a microwave I'm like get a it I mean I can understand if those people don't want to like see that recipe if you don't believe in microwaves I guess but just pushing your agenda on other people is I don't know and then I always feel like because I understand, like, vegans, we are kind of trying to tell people what to eat. But it's not yeah. in that way. It's like, no, we just don't want a victim involved. Yeah. So I always just trying to explain to people. Yeah, sorry. I, like, talked over you. <laughs> sorry. I'm really bad at that. I keep interrupting you, too. Oh, I do that all the time. That's why I was worried to do this, because I'm such an interrupter. And, like, <laughs> so, no, it's, it's fine. But, um, see, now I, I know. And I'm so random, too. I'm like, oh, what was I just saying? Oh, yeah. I just hate, like, I think there's a place for everyone within the community. Mm-hmm. Don't hate on anyone. And I love seeing other perspectives and hearing, like, other people's beliefs, especially, like, hardcore health natural vegans. But I don't like it when they try and make everyone be that way. Like, mm-hmm. and such, like I don't. I don't like, like, the vegans who have come to me saying, like, coffee's so bad for you. You need to stop doing this. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. I don't drink coffee that much, and also, I'm sorry, I like it. Like, sometimes yeah, a warm yeah. cup of coffee in the morning, like, makes my day. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's your choice. It doesn't harm any animals. Like, what's the problem with it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I understand those, like, analyzing activism strategies, but it gets to a point where, like, pushing one strategy on everyone, it's just problematic. Mm-hmm. I've, like, stopped. I was, I used to be way more into, like, like, I still consider myself an activist. I still have those conversations, still do things. But Mm -hmm. I used to be way more in law, like, online, like, debating about different strategies, things like that. I stopped doing that now. I'm like, if someone wants to come with me to their opinion, it's like, I'll listen. But I'm not going to, I can't promise you I'm going to actually have a discussion about it. I'll just probably like the message and be like, thanks for your input, depending on the person. Because it used to be, like, so many people, because you know how sometimes you're not, you're like half kind of insta close, half not, like those people who are usually like yeah. approach you. And it's like, I don't know you, I don't have enough relationship with you to waste, like, 
to have my time be about this. Like, I don't know. I stopped doing that. Sometimes I feel bad because it's like, oh, am I taking, like, the easy way out, I guess? But it's like, no, because I just don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. No, I feel like that, too, sometimes. Like, I'm not an activist enough or I'm just not doing enough. But at the end of the day, like, you just got to do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I had that a lot where, because I used to be really involved, especially there was one group on Instagram I was in, they were, like, hardcore, hardcore activists. and mm-hmm. But they were, like, kind of, I don't talk to, I think I talked to one anymore, cause, but he wasn't really active in the group. But it was very kind of a toxic atmosphere. Like, mm-hmm. one person even said, like, I want to be a doctor, but it's going to be non-vegan of me if I save non-vegans' lives. And I'm like... What? I'm like, I want people to be vegan too, but if there's a non-vegan like hurting, I'm going to try and help them. Yeah. Like I, like, I don't it was a- like that extreme. It was that extreme. That's and insane. I was like, I was like, this is not kind of where I want to be. But um, yeah, that's kind of scary like, actually. Yes, right. I was like, I feel I started to feel really self-conscious about how much of an activist I was because my page isn't necessarily activism like Mm -hmm. it's kind of whatever I wanted to be and I started to get really I'm like oh my god like am I not like (laughs) like doing the right thing and now it's like I don't care anymore because it's like I think for a little bit I was trying to figure out what my page was I was like what is what what is my image I'm putting out into the world but then I'm like I'm just a nobody from upstate New York. Like, I don't need an image. Like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't need a brand. I'm like, this is just me. Like, I'm just here to, like, make friends and shit. Like, be yeah. happy. Like, once you start putting pressure on yourself to find a brand or image, I feel like that's when it gets hard. Because then and everything like, is perfect. Yes, exactly. And it, like, makes you take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Because I started to be like, once you start doing that, it's like, okay, who are you doing this for then? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, who is my page for? Like, it's actually for me. Like, a lot of it is just because it makes me happy. Yes. <laughs> and, like, I didn't have any social media. Like, my freshman year, I deleted everything because I was just so fucking depressed. I was just going through it, and I couldn't even be online because I was, like, one of those people mm-hmm. where seeing other people happy just made me feel worthless. I was, like, it made me feel even more bad at my bad about myself because I'm, like, what do they have that I don't have? Like, why can't I yeah. feel happy? And I, like, I was, like, such a woman hater back then because I was so unhappy with myself. And that's why I get when people are hate-filled because I'm, like, you're hurting and that's okay, but I still need to protect my energy, so sorry, I can't help. Like, like I wish you the best because I used to be there. But so part of it for me is, like, I used to not be able to do this. Like, I hate, like, I could barely look at myself in the mirror. I didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just dancing in the mirror is, like, like look how far I've come. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. And to some people, it's, like, when they see my page, it's, like, look at this vain-ass bitch who thinks she's all that. And that's fine. Like, don't don't fuck with me then. <laughs> but, but they don't know all the backstory. Yes, exactly. And I think that's, like, for anyone. Like, you never know just by looking, mm-hmm. especially just looking at their page. And it's so funny to me, like, I have a lot of, like, outside of the vegan community. Somehow, luckily, I'm so blessed, I managed to get into, like, the sex worker community on Instagram. I have a lot of random um, women who are, like, hardcore sex workers, and their page is, like, 
they have to keep making extra ones because they are very saucy. They're like, ooh, good for you, girl. Like, mm. <laughs> so it's like I have all these women like who are sex workers or on OnlyFans who aren't vegan. I do have a lot of women who do OnlyFans that are vegan that I'm kind of close to more. But mm-hmm. and I just hype them up, and it's kind of, I'm like, wow, like, me a couple years ago, like, I can't say I want to be a hater. I would probably look at the page and be like, oh, attention-seeking, blah, blah, blah. And it's not. Yeah. I'm like, they love their bodies. And they're being a huge boss and making money off it. And I'm like, good for them. And I, like, admire them. And I don't know, seeing that, I'm like, oh, past me, like, ugh. Like, thank God for growth. <laughs> I know we were recently talking about growth. Like, oh, thank God for it. <laughs> no, exactly. No, I think I would have been the same way, too, in the past. And I think it's partially because of the Catholic influence of thinking anything in that realm is bad. Um but yeah, it's it's really cool to like look back about how like even a couple of years ago, like thinking about your past self and how much you've changed. Like I I know I've changed so much. It's just it's it's easy to forget too how far yeah. like we've come. And it's nice when people have those backstories where it's like mm-hmm. I used to be a sexist ass bitch who yeah. hated on women, like thought people were like whores, whatever. I would hate myself now. Are you kidding me? Past yeah. me would be like, I would look at myself walking down the street and be like, ew, she's disgusting. Like, <laughs> and so it's almost like it's nice kind of having that because it's like I know that was coming out of a place. A lot of the slut shaming was because of my Catholic background and being in a small town with those stupid dress code. Like, a girl would come in with showing her shoulders and be like, that bitch, <laughs> tattle on her. <laughs> it's I hate the dress code so much. Uh, it's, and kind of, it does, like, foster that, where it's like, let's attack other women for feeling good about themselves. So, yeah. but it's nice, like, having that past because I know where it comes from. Like, yeah. see a woman who just hates on other women, I don't, like, I don't, like, oh, she's trash. Like, oh, she needs to get wet. It's 2021. I'm almost like, okay, she just has, she's just hurting. Yeah. Or she just has to get through whatever she's being told, being taught. And so, like, I don't look, it's easy, I think, when you have that growth to start looking down on people who haven't grown yet. And, like, 10 year olds be like, oh, my God, like, stop being a hater. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, there's usually a reason why people are hating. And it's like, not that it excuses it. Like, but there's, I can get why people are like that. It's like, all right, I hope you heal. But also, then again, can't have you in my life. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Like, like, you can't waste your energy fixing them. But at the same time, you just, you got to hope that they're going to evolve eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with that. It is nice to have, like, the background and be able to place yourselves in other people's shoes. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when you were like that, too. Um, yeah. And I still have, like, moments almost where I'm like, pleasantly surprised where like older people like maybe in their 40s like reply to my stories and be like get it girl and I'm like usually I pin that age group in my mind it's like oh they're judging me but it's like just because you have so many bad experiences with that but it's not true and it's like all these like older women like are down with it and I'm like yeah. I don't know where that fear comes from like I remember there's one mom who like messaged me because I I was talking about I do random things. I was, like, dancing in my pad for some reason. I had my period. I was feeling myself. And I was like, mm, I'm going to shake my booty with this big-ass pad in the back. And she messaged me. She's like, I showed my daughter that video. And she's like, she recently got her period, and it really helped her, like, because she was oh, ashamed wow. of it and felt bad. And I, like, almost cried. She's <laughs> on a whim. I'm, like, dancing. I'm like, I'm like, I look good. Let me record this. <laughs> 
maxi pad. <laughs> yeah, like, like you just didn't think it was going to have an impact, and then it ended up helping someone so much. That's so cool. So things like that are nice. Um, yeah. I don't know. Online can be such a beautiful place also. So mm-hmm. toxic. Um, what are your pet peeves within the vegan community? Or, like, what are your pet peeves and your favorite things? We'll end it on, we'll do a positive after. That's, that's a good idea. So, I think pet peeves within the community, just all of the fighting. I feel like there's so many different types of, like, sides that everyone just has for every argument. Like, there's always the people who use the terms that are, like, more offensive, people who are super against that, the anti-mask vegans. Like, there's just so many different sides of the community. I wish we could just all come together sometimes. Um, so I think all of that fighting that happens, especially all the drama surrounding vegan celebrities too. Oh yeah. It's just hard to deal with all that when like we're already a minority in the population as vegans and now we have like even more to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. but do you want to say your pet peeve and then we can go to favorites? Um, my pet peeve is kind of the same as yours. Like, and I don't know, it's like, Vegan is such a broad thing. Like, we're all different. We all come from different experiences. It's normal we're going to have difference of opinions. Like, I still follow and am friends with vegans who are very anti-mask. I don't agree with it, but it's like, I can get your way of thinking. I understand, but it's like, the line to me is when you start judging and shaming and, like, doing protests, trying to be like, oh, masks are this, this, this. And I'm like, okay, by the end of the day, it's a mask. If you don't want to wear it, it is what it is, but it's, like, one of the things, like, I, I don't know if I'm low-key, like, ashamed of myself for this, but I think it's also I don't care either way as much. Um, This Sunday was officially two weeks after my last shot, like, my second shot, so I'm, like, mm-hmm. feel good. I'm, like, awesome. officially, because I know you have to wait two weeks after your, like, last, your second vaccine to be, like, in the clear. Like, feeling good about it. And I did post videos with my band-aid, but I didn't say anything about it. But I didn't say anything about it because I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to deal with DMs. I don't want to deal yeah. with the hate. But yeah, it's like, I figured, I was like, oh, people can, like, where else, why else would I have a band-aid right where you get stabbed? But it's almost like, I didn't care either way. Because I understand why people are like, oh, yeah, I got that vaccine because they're excited. And that's fine. I love when people do that. And I'm like, you should be like, yay, good for you. Congrats. Like, reply on the story. But I don't care either way. I don't need, I didn't need the congrats. And mainly, I don't know if it's just like, not that I'm scared of anti-vaxxers coming for me. I'm not scared of that. It was just like, it wasn't worth it to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I am vaccinated. I am happy. But things, I think that's my pet peeve is like, yeah. They come for you for the dumbest things. Like, if it's not, if there's not a victim involved, leave me alone. Like, please, yeah, exactly. please. Please respond to my story if I said something offensive, if I posted something, like, reposted something that wasn't right, that anything. Like, I'm so down. Like, please correct me. I want people to correct me. Like, I'm not going to be upset if, like, I went on a rant in my story and they're like, that was actually kind of offensive. Here's why. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm sorry. I'll take it down. I learned. I won't say anything like that again. But Mm -hmm. when it's something like coffee, wearing a mask, taking a vaccine, it's like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I just don't want to hear your opinion. <laughs> like, unless I'm hurting someone, don't tell me your opinion. Because yeah. if you're trying to change me, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and there's Please leave me alone. Yes. So, yeah, mine's, like, identical to yours. It's just, like, yeah. why do we have to make our community even, like, put even more of a bad taste or stigma mm-hmm. on our community with all of our fucking fighting for, like, oh, nonsense? 
There's so much, like, random fighting, too, and it's just, like, where do these issues come from? And it's, like, it does, I am more, uh, obviously, on the side where it's, like, we need to be, we need to be more inclusive, we need to do this, we need to do this. Completely yeah. agree, and I, but there's also to a point where there was one where it's, like, unfollow every vegan influencer, and I'm, like, well, some vegan influencers are alright. Like, some yeah. of them are nice, like, not all of them are trash, like, I like Bianca Taylor, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, so there's some of them where it's, like, I mean, maybe because I am coming it from a more place of privilege. Maybe I'm not seeing that. Maybe I'm wrong. Could be. But to me, I think some of it is to a, such an extent, to an extreme, where it almost feels like I get it, like you're angry, mm-hmm. like people should be angry. But it almost seems like it's come a place from hate. Like, oh, like we need to take down every vegan influencer. I'm like, take down. Like, let's yeah, maybe let's nice. unfollow the problematic ones. But some of the vegan women out here just shaking their booties, let them shake their yeah. booty. <laughs> like, I'm like, you don't like it, I have to follow it. Like, I don't think they're doing any harm. Like, maybe you can argue they're not doing as much good as they could on their platform, but it is, at the end of the day, it's their prerogative, what they want to do with their account. Yeah, exactly. And like, there are I, definitely... Oh, sorry. Sorry, you got to go. <laughs> There's, like, definitely very problematic vegans, but not everyone is, like... Or at least, the, I, from what I've seen, a lot of people are not problematic at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that comes from. And I think, like, not every vegan who has a vegan in their bio has to post about veganism 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I do try and be an activist, and I try and do what I can because I understand the gravity of the situation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the first thing, I, I don't identify as an activist first thing. Like, there's other things that come first. And, like, I get it. Like, people are like, oh, it's privileged to have a self-care day when animals don't get that. And it's like, I understand where you're coming from for that. But there's so much bad in the world. You can't just be like, I don't deserve anything because someone else has it worse than me. Mm-hmm. If that, like, no one would be able to do anything because the world does suck. Like, and yeah, we should be trying to help. But there's also something to be said where it's like, you also, I think everyone has a right to try and enjoy life as well. Like, <laughs> Exactly. And you can't. Can, like talk about issues 24/7 if you're going to burn out really easily like mm-hmm. it's just really easy to get emotionally exhausted within the community especially like as a vegan when we see so much horrible stuff so it's like we can't be talking about that 24/7 and thinking about it 24/7 or we're not going to have any energy to continue yeah i completely agree and the people who can good for them yeah but it's like you can't force that upon everyone and no shame like i do follow a lot of accounts who only posting, like, the bad stuff, only posting hardcore animal cruelty videos, and that is important. We need people like that. But mm-hmm. in my head, the only people following those accounts are already vegan. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, I don't know, like, different approaches obviously work for different people, and I think it's important to show the bad sides, but I also think it's important to show the good. But mm-hmm. then some people are, like, all, like, the vegan fitness influencers they don't care about the animals i'm like but they are making people go vegan even if it's not for the animals at first like they have they have their spot and also even if they're not they have every right to exist and do what they want yeah exactly. like at least they're bringing up veganism like okay they might not be the perfect activist maybe they're not trying to like their page yeah. isn't meant to be an activist but I'm, sorry, I'm like going way off on, on this show. Yeah, I forgot what we were even originally talking about, but that was a very good point. Yeah. Um. Okay. Like favorite aspects of the vegan community online. Yeah. Um. I think I don't know. It's a really hard one. Probably just how supportive a lot of the vegans can be. Like, 
Um, I know we're in a couple group chats together, and everyone's just so nice and supportive, and we just understand and relate to each other. I think those moments of connecting with other people and having them finally understand. Like, when I first went vegan, I didn't really know too many other vegans, so it was really difficult um, thinking, like, I was the only one seeing the world from this perspective, but then um, being, like, around more vegans, meeting more people online, just, like, whole community in general when we're all supportive is just really nice to be a part of. So I think that's probably my favorite aspect. Um, yeah, I don't know what yours would be, though. Mine's pretty much the same. Also, like, thinking about when I first went vegan, I was like, oh, like, I wish I was more into social media than my mental health was not ready for it. But <laughs> but if I was, it would have been nice because you do kind of feel so alone. Like, you feel like you feel like no one else is vegan around you, especially being in a small town. Yeah. So it's nice, like, if something happens, I don't have a group to rant to, and they get it. <laughs> And, yeah, like, exactly. it's nice. And it's also, there's, like, those memes where it's, like, your vegan friend where you have nothing else in common except veganism. It's, like, a goth person or, like, a peach princess or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, I relate. Like, it's nice because it's almost, like, a segue to form connections. Because it's, mm-hmm. like, all right, we both at least have this belief. Let's see what else we have in common. And it's nice. Building an online community, it's, like, oh, because people are, people are so cool. And it's nice not having to be, like, constricted to whoever's in your area. Like, it's like, ooh, Mm -hmm. like, I'm friends with people in the U.K., like, all over the U.S., all that stuff. Like, Yeah, there's so many people, like, I would never have met so many people if I wasn't vegan. Like, Mm -hmm. thinking about all the random strangers online. Like, it's it's so cool. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, some people I would never have connected with, like, um... Um, Michelle her, is her name, I think. Ginger Fading. Oh, her, yeah. Her. Like, her, she's the coolest she's so woman cool. alive. And, like, I never would have connected to her with mm-hmm. her if it wasn't veganism. And I remember her saying, because that was on um, one of the group chats, and she's like, and she messaged me. I don't know if she said it in the group or messaged me separately, where she's like, um, as an older woman, like an older vegan woman, like, we usually get left out of the narrative. People don't want us involved. They don't talk about us. They don't spotlight us. And she's like, it's so nice to be asked and invited and welcomed into, like, a vegan women's group chat where it's, like, because she is the oldest in the group, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um, because a lot of us are around the same age. Yeah. But, um, and she's, like, it's so nice to be, like, involved and asked and feel, like, because we don't, it's not like we treat her differently because she's older. It's, like, no, like, she's, she's awesome. Person. I love her content. Mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Oh, my God, she's such a, like, I kind of inspire to, like, be her. Yeah, the same. She's so, I... I'm such a baby when it comes to conflict. Like, obviously, like, with veganism, it helps me debate a lot more, and I obviously stick up for what I believe in, but I I hate conflict, and I hate... That's one of the things, like, I let a lot of shit slide, like, as a woman, like, what men say to me, what men do, because I don't like conflict, and also because I guess I think I still need to unlearn that I don't deserve it. Like, I still have in my head sometimes is, like, I'm like, eh, like, they're going to do what they're going to do. Like, I can't. So I'm like, no, I can. Like, no, I should have said something. Like, no, I had every right to be uncomfortable. And so it's like, I shy away from those conversations. And it's like almost in my head afterward, but you almost blame yourself. Where it's like, oh, I didn't speak up. I let something happen to me. Like. It's just um, so nice. Yes. And it's so hard, especially when you don't like conflict. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just be sitting down, like, on Main Street. An old dude will come and just put his le- hand on my leg and be like, you're beautiful. And I'll, like, smile and thank him. 
because I feel so uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to be like, fuck you, don't touch me, because I don't have that. And then when he walks away, I feel bad. I'm like, I just, like, enabled I enabled him, but I was like, but also I have to, like, I can't be hard on myself, because it's like, yeah. what are you going to do in that situation? But that's, like, ways I inspire to be her, because she's so, like, she doesn't mm-hmm. take any shit, and she yeah, knows, exactly. she knows, that this podcast is turning to, <laughs> I think she's not, we have to tell her. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I love her. For people listening who don't know her, her account's Ginger Fading, and she's amazing. She's, like, this badass woman, but, um... Yeah, like, connecting with people like her, those are, like, the positives, so. Yeah, for sure. All right, to end, I just have random questions. Um, I already asked your favorite fans and artists. What's your favorite color? Probably uh, either pink or purple. I can never choose. <laughs> Mine's pink. Hands down. Um, what animal do you most identify with? Like, you like, if I was an animal... I would be this because our personality is like so close. Hmm. I mean, I really like otters. I think it's just because I'm also a water sign. Um, so I really like water and they're just so adorable and cute. So I, I feel like it would be an otter, but. I forget really. what sign are you? I'm a cancer. Oh, I'm a Pisces. Pisces and cancer are supposed to be. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you consider yourself really emotional? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I try not to be, but, like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I went to go get my second piercing on my birthday, my boyfriend went with me, and <laughs> the person who did it was so fun. <laughs> and, um, he asked me randomly because, um, oh, I saw he had a present. I was like, oh, is it your birthday recently? He's like, yeah, because he's, like, Aquarius and um, Aquarius. I don't know which, however way you say it, but, um, it was like, oh, my birthday's today, and he's like, oh, you're Pisces, and he's like, so are you very sensitive and emotional, and then my boyfriend just looks at me laughing because he knows I am, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, and he laughs because you can see my boyfriend's expression, like, Barry, I'm such a sensitive little emotional bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think people tend to think of it as a bad thing, but I don't think it's that bad to be sensitive and emotional. I don't either. It's a good way to deal with emotions. And it feels so good because going Mm -hmm. back to the past self thing, back in high school was the worst of it where I didn't realize I was depressed, but I felt empty. I had no emotion. I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel happy. And that's why I didn't realize I needed help because I – and, like, I showed Instagram on my story, my journal a couple times because it's, like, really dark shit. And I'm like – like, if you're going through dark shit, like, I promise you, like, you can get through it. Like, yeah. I wrote so many, like, wacky, hurtful things about myself in there. But I was like, this is me trying to process how I felt. But I was like, a lot of it was like, why do I feel nothing? And that's really, like, I was so salty seeing happy people because I didn't think I had that. I was like, I have, I don't, I don't, I have, like, a block or something and I can't feel happy. But I also couldn't feel sad. Like, I couldn't cry. It was the weirdest, longest period of feeling no emotion, no emptiness. And now I'm so emotional. I cried when WAP came out. WAP came on, and I I listened to it. I started crying. So I do that, too, with random songs that aren't even sad at all. I'm just like, I cheer up so easily, like, at every movie. Funny movies, too. It's, it's, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm really into, like, I love all that, like, celebrity and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that's probably one of my guilty pleasures. I watch celebrity interviews all the time. Like, Zach Sang show. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> but, um, so I watch, like, celebrity interviews 
all the time. And when they, like, talk about, like, oh, like, I've worked so hard and I've accomplished so much, I, like, start tearing up. I'm like, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that, too. I, like, feel what they're feeling, almost. Taylor Swift songs, I'm like, mm. when her album came out, not the recent one, the first one that came out, like, beginning of quarantine, I cried so many, so many, so many of those songs. And, like, I was so weird with it. Like, I worked out to it. So I'm, like, lifting weights crying. Oh. And I had to pause. I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me actually assess. Like, do I actually need help? Like, I was like, no, I think I just relate to the song. Like, I don't think it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you shouldn't be crying whenever I get. Let me make sure my mental health is good. <laughs> like, no, it's just the power of Taylor Swift. <laughs> I know. Songs can be so powerful. Yes, it's crazy. But I honestly love it. I love, I do love being emotional, and I hope it never goes away. Like, that's probably one of my biggest fears. I think, like, when you go through a lot and you finally reach a good mental health space, I used to be more, more fearful, fearful than I am now. I'm like, I don't want to lose it. And I used to freak out anytime I was sad. It was like, no, 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 like, not again, please, no. But now it's like I don't freak out because I know how to handle it. And I'm like, I can't be happy all the time. That makes no sense. That's faking it, basically. Yeah. But, um, and it's better than being numb and empty. Yeah. So I've been there, too, where I just wanted to feel something, even if it was sadness, just because I didn't mm-hmm. feel anything. And that's where I think alternative music came in, because that was the only place I could feel something. Like, I was like, I'm going to feel it through them. And it was all depressing-ass songs. Have you ever heard of Keaton Henson before? No. His songs are so depressing. Like, I literally, even my darkest place could not listen to his album from front to finish. There's, like, a line in it, which isn't even, like, the darkest line, where he's like, um, my mouth has bled from the people I please or something, or, like, my, something like that. And I was like... <laughs> so dark. Oh, they're also dark. Um, I don't remember how I got off on this. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but um. Oh yeah, animals. So otter, and then we started talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. Yeah. What would yours be? I, I don't really know. Um. It's weird. This is so basic, but I feel like. It's hard because both cat and dog for different reasons. Dogs, mm-hmm. they're so chill. And, like, at the end of the day, like, I want to be pet and loved, and I love cuddling. Like, I love cuddling my dog. Like, I get so yeah. offended when he doesn't want to cuddle. I'm like, <laughs> come back here. Like, how dare you portray me like this? But um, cat also, because they're so independent and they know who they are. Like, they're like, mm-hmm. they care who comes in and out of their lives. They're like, yeah. I'm i am like i'm an independent bitch like so maybe a mix of both i don't want to be as codependent as dogs are i don't want to be as like off because you can't cuddle a cat well some people can most cats you can't cuddle yeah yeah i'm trying to think of an animal that's kind of a mix between dog and cat like personality wise but i don't know that's hard Right? I'm trying to like, pigs are pretty sweet. I don't know if they would be considered both. I actually can't pin down a pig's personality type, really. Because it's so hard, because unfortunately, the way we treat pigs, mm-hmm. the only way you can see a pig's true personality is, like, at a sanctuary. And even then, they've dealt with so much trauma, they usually have some, like, either, mm-hmm. like, I know it's but to trust humans again, obviously. Like, if I was a factory farm animal, I'd never yeah. trust human again, ever. Like, Jesus. I know. But, yeah, it's terrifying. 
Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Never thought about that. How we don't really know their true personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the stories in Animal Kind, um, like that one where it was like a rat who was a science rat, and the scientist brought him home and like let him out of his cage, and there was he said like his personality came through because he started like he was like a dog, like he hung out with him like on his shoulder. He never ran away. He was like a house rat, no cage. And that's when he started, like, the foundation of something to stop testing on animals because I think it was part of his experiment at first. He was like, let me bring this mouse rat home, not thinking much of it. And then he let him out of his cage, and they bonded. And it's so cool because you never see, like, a mouse or a rat's personality like that. But they do. And it's so easy to be like, they don't think like us. They don't feel like us. They don't love like us. But they do. is just we treat them so horribly. We don't give them a chance. Yeah, exactly. And it's so sad. But yeah. most people will never know how these animals actually are or how mm-hmm. they're so similar to us. People just never think about it. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend's dad once said something where, like, I showed him a video of, like, a cow, like, cuddling a human. Because cows are, like, oh, my God, I love cows. Like, they're so them. fluffy, yeah. so sweet. And he's like, oh, like, I, don't, I didn't think cows, like, cared about people like that. It's like, i never seen a cow ever, like, because he sees them just as like milk machines yeah. like most people do and it's so sad i'm like no i'm like cows love to cuddle actually like cows are so sweet it's just when you see them or when you treat them like property like mm-hmm. one they're not going to trust humans and they're upset i'm like when you're depressed you don't act cuddly and fun <laughs> like that was torturing you you want it so yeah I don't know. I'm just gonna stick with cross between dog and cat, <laughs> whatever, whatever animal that would be. Somewhere. Um, if you could hang out with a celebrity for a day, who would you choose? Probably Ariana Grande, even though that's kind of basic, just because she's so cool. I feel like she would just be really fun to be around. I just love her personality too. Same, same, same hands down. I like love her so much. Like literally. Like, her personality is, like, goals. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, a lot of people are like, oh, she's, like, fitness goals or outfits are goals. I'm like, her, like, mm-hmm. just energy is goals. Like, I strive to be her energy. Like, I watch interviews of her all the time. So many times. I don't even, I'm embarrassed to say how many times. <laughs> so nice. Yes, because she, she's so sweet, so nice, but she's also, like, a bad bitch where mm-hmm. she's people out if they are being sexist like she has no problem but she does it in a way where she also is like she's not aggressive about it but also at the same time i don't know how to put it down but it's like you know like a balance she has everything perfectly figured out like and i don't know i just love her energy it's like just seeing her it's just like an aura of love (laughs) so yeah probably her but also, do you like the band, the 1975? Yes, I love them. Probably him, just because I find him so attractive. Like, <laughs> like, our hangout would be me desperately trying to get in his pants the whole time. I would be like, hang out with our guy, it'd be fun. With, what's, his name's Matt Healy, isn't it? Because they call him Matty? I think so. I, I'm not sure his last name, I know it's Matt. But the whole time, I'd just be so thirsty. (laughs) And it's so weird because I love him, especially his earlier albums, just because he's kind of such a douche. Like, his lyrics are so douchey. And I, for some reason, I love that. Like, there was one where his line is like, 
this isn't about, um, like, I don't want to hear your side of the story. It's all about me. Like, I'm just listening to you to wait till you finish so I can talk some more. And I'm like, that's hot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but I'm like, oh, my God. There's something about him. Have you seen his music video, Love Me? No. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Dancing completely tattooed up, like licking people's legs. And I'm like, I would pay a million dollars to be that leg. (laughs) To be that leg. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Who's your celebrity crushes? Do you have any that you're like, "Mm, I really like them at a deep personal level? I don't know. I mean, it's, I feel like they're always changing. I used to really be obsessed with Cole Sprouse. That's probably my latest one. But, yeah, I don't know. Ever since seeing on on Riverdale, it's kind of weird, though, because, like, I just keep imagining that character. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm not too obsessed with celebrities, like, in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, see, I'm usually not either, because I'm not the person who, like, thirst over people I don't know like I've never I've never really been about that but it's literally just really it's just him he's like my only celebrity I really thirst over Machine Gun Kelly's getting there but he's with Megan Fox and she's gorgeous and it's like oh I would never be with someone after they've been with Megan Fox like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) even thinking I would ever have a chance with Machine Gun Kelly but if I did the line would be like you've been in the same room as Megan Fox oh no <laughs> Bring Megan Megan Fox in. I, I'll be with Megan Fox. <laughs> I can't deal with the pressure of being with someone who's been with Megan Fox. Like she's so gorgeous. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Last one. What is one of the biggest things your past self has taught you? Um, I don't even know. That's super deep. Um, I was like. Isn't it randomly the deepest question? Or maybe it taught you, but, like, something you're grateful for your past self has went through for you. Like, something you you know you've grown from for your past. Anything kind of like that. Um, I would say I think my mental health struggles, even though they were really hard, like having depression and anxiety, um, I think it has taught me a lot and helped me grow a lot, too, because I used to be at such a bad place. But going through all that and then getting to a better place just makes me realize, like, how – I don't even know where I would be if I didn't go through some of that stuff. So even though it was hard, I'd say that that's probably something that I'm really glad I've gone through. I don't know. I relate to that a lot as (laughs) well. Like, I don't know. I think like this whole one whole year when I was really into journaling, I was in the darkest place ever. And like, I think at that time, I felt like I didn't want to get better. I didn't. Because mm-hmm. even in my journal, I wrote, like, I don't know who I am without be feeling this way. I was yeah. like, because that was starting the point where I started feeling a little less empty, and I just felt dread and sad. Like, it was just, I felt heavy, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. my soul felt, like, it was so saturated with all this stuff that was just pulling me down. But, um, and I didn't want that to end. I, like, craved that. Like, I craved going home and writing sad shit in my journal like I I was scared to feel happy because I wasn't happy for the longest time and I didn't know I didn't think that would be me I'd be like that's be a fake version of me like I was too scared to be and now that I am I'm like no like it's not fake like I feel good but 
I don't know. So I think going through that phase where I was just letting myself soak in emotions for like a year and just being a sad bitch, even though like I kind of did cross the line where it was not healthy because I was like, I don't want to be happy. I think going through that and letting myself just feel for so long helped. So I'm, I am, I'm grateful for that because I really think that played a big part of who I am today, which I don't know. I don't know. Pa- I love talking about past selves because it's like yeah. it's you, but it's like it's not it's, really. Yes, and it's almost like looking at past versions of me. I always used to hate past versions of me. I'm like, ugh. I literally, I have like a line somewhere in my journal where I was like, I was like ranting. I was like, I hate past me. I hate current me. Like, I will always hate blah blah blah. And it's now I'm like, past me is for little champions. Like, like, thank you for fighting. Like, yeah. Thank you for existing when it was so fucking hard to just exist. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we need to end on something happier. <laughs> quick. I'm trying to think of any other quick topic. These are always going to be so long. We've been talking for, like, over an hour. I feel so bad. Like, all my podcast episodes are going to be so long because I go off on so many tangents. Um, oh, here could be a good ending note. What are your favorite vegan foods, vegan brands? Um, that's a good one. I don't really necessarily know. I really like Miyoko's for cheese, even though they are more expensive. I feel like they're the best vegan cheese, um, especially with, like, their cheddar. But then for, like, other things, I'm not – I don't know. I, like, have – I always have a different brand, like, all the time, because I never stick to anything. Um, I like Light Life, I think that's what it's called. Um, oh, I love Light Life. Yeah, they're so cool. And then there's, like, one called No Evil. That's pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think those are, that's pretty much it. What are your favorites? Um, See, I don't know. It's hard, because I'm not really a brand person, either. But mine, because yeah. I'm, so, I'm so cheap. Like... <laughs> Because a lot of the time I do buy my own groceries, and it's, like, ex, a just freshly graduated college student, and not, mm-hmm. like, I'm swimming in money, like, my stupid dead-ass money tree is, like, forcing <laughs> me into I'm going to blame anything like that. Anytime I'm, like, struggling with cash, like, it's that money tree. Like, it's not yeah. me, not my choices. Or <laughs> like, budget. It's the money tree. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, I don't know. Like, I'm so basic where it's, like... I, I hate cooking for people because taste isn't a huge thing for me. Like, I just want, I'm like, I just want the nutrients, whatever. Yeah. I'm so lazy. I <laughs> it's like tofu, I barely marinate it. I'm like, this has protein. I need this. Cool. <laughs> so, like, I foodies are going to, like, if I ever cooked for them, they would, like, gasp. They're like, where's the seasoning? Like, I'm like, <laughs> so I don't know. I do like how do you pronounce it? The Mycos? Miyokos. Miyokos. Um, I do like that, but it is so expensive. So I get it occasionally, like rarely. But when I do, it's like, oh my god, this is so good. Yeah. I actually like Daya. It gets such it gets oh. such a trash reputation. I like it. Do you I mean, like I, it? Not about I like it. Their products. I don't like their straight up like cheese. But if it's if like their pizzas and stuff, I think are pretty good. Have you tried their cheesecake? Yes, they're so good. I love those. So good. I went through like a phase where because yes, they're a little pricey, but they're like the same price as dairy cheesecakes. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
I was like rationally in my head. I'm like, I can buy like five of these. No, it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, my dining hall used to have one, them. Yeah. So like, I, it was like the beginning of last summer is where like I had it like every day because I just went crazy for it. <laughs> I was like, this is good. But oh my god, like they're amazing. And the best part of it is like freshly, like super frozen. Great, I love. But then when you let it thaw and it's like actual cheesecake texture, I'm like, also great, also yeah. love. <laughs> Have you tried the lime one? I think so. Yeah. So good. All of them. All of their flavors are really good. Mm-hmm. I have yet to try a bad one. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of anything else. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just like all of it. I'm not picky either. I'm one of those people who, like I'll get whatever is on sale. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Yellow sticker on it. Like this is the brand of choice today. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we end? Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered a good amount. We talked about a lot. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's almost like an hour and thirty minutes already. It does not feel like it. Yeah, it does not feel like that at all. Um, It was so cool talking to you, though. I also love, when I want to do this, just because I love, like, bringing and spotlighting, like, vegan women. But also, it's so nice because I've been texting you for so long. It's nice to have, like, a face-to-face conversation because it's different. It hits different. It's, like, more, like, wow, like, I do actually vibe with this person. Because you know, you kind of know when you vibe with someone over text, but it's not the same. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's so cool. I don't even remember, like, when we started following each other, but I feel like it's been at least a year, maybe. I think so, too. Because, like, it's so hard with COVID. Mm-hmm. Because I think around then, I think it was kind of during, like, the start of the pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. I think we started. I think so. Yeah, it's cool to finally, like, talk to you. Kind mm-hmm. of face-to-face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're awesome. I love you. I'm going to keep forever boosting you up in all your posts you should follow her because she's amazing and gorgeous and fun and sweet and her posts are awesome (laughs) thank you you so much for having me on this you're literally the best person oh my god i'm gonna cry i'm just talking about emotional (laughs) i'm gonna cry now